The Anything Goes Podcast presents The Smiling Sarah Sessions The making of, release, and beyond of the feature film Where's Smiling Sarah I'm your host and filmmaker, Tim Rooney Episode 1, Origins. Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Smiling Sarah Sessions. Oh, that uh, alliteration is going to do wonders for my lisp. But uh, welcome everyone, my name is Tim Rooney, I'm the host and filmmaker behind the movie Where Smiling Sarah. And for this first episode, I'm just going to give you a little background information about how I started making movies and how this story came to be and where it is at the moment how i started making movies i think it has to go back to how i was just introduced to movies and why i wanted to make them in the first place the movie that did it for me when i was very young was uh james cameron's the terminator the first one and i saw that at a very young age i saw that like maybe it was like six or seven years old way too young to see that movie but my mom was very cool and let me watch it and needless to say, my life was changed by it. The action, the the horror, the suspense, the what was able to do on such a low budget. So many things that would drive me and become kind of, I guess, thematic obsessions of mine. As well as having a irrational or maybe rational fear of nuclear war uh, that I have to this day. Uh, for a long time, I thought that I was an irrational fear. But nowadays, it's not so irrational anymore. And I knew after seeing it, like watching it several times, I realized I want to make stuff that makes me feel like how I am right now. That elated, blown away feeling and just like transported to another place. So I was like, all right, I want to be a movie director after my mom explained to me what a movie director does and what they entail do. But unlike a lot of other filmmakers where like, I got my dad's Super 8 camera started making movies with action figures. I didn't do that. I never asked for a camera. I don't know why. I don't know if it was just like, as I was just expected to show up one day and just be know how to do it or what. But what happened was maybe, maybe I was feeling self-conscious that I couldn't do this or like I was too afraid to ask for such a big thing like a video camera. I'm sure if I actually asked for it i'm sure that wouldn't be a problem um because i would have been showing initiative to my parents and they're like okay at least he's pursuing this so it wasn't until like high school when i started making a few videos for like media classes and it especially didn't become a thing that i was gonna be doing forward was until i got to college which i know between six years old and college and i didn't make anything it seems like oh you spent a lot of time not doing anything and you're not wrong because that's how I felt. I always felt like I was playing catch up when it came to making movies and like basic things that people were like, oh, I've made so many shorts and what have you. And I know this basic knowledge of how to construct a movie. I still feel like that. I still feel like I'm still learning. And I feel like 
I think it's a good place to be. If you feel like you're an expert right away, I feel like you just become complacent and not want to push yourself in any way. So by the time I got to college and I was away at school at SUNY Oswego, um, in 2012, I started making movies with my friends, like my uh, people I went to, like I went to Suffolk Community College here on Long Island and eventually to SUNY Oswego. And then because the first short I did was for the 48-hour film festival where I we had to come up with the idea and deliver a finished movie within 48 hours after giving details that certain things that had to be in it. And it would be screened in an auditorium a week later. And the the joy that I felt of making the audience react and jump at a certain jump scare in there, it was like the greatest drug you could have ever given to me. So I've been chasing it high ever since. And seeing an, an audience full of people react to something that you made is just like, like incomprehensible to be able to describe. And so throughout college, I continued to make movies with friends. I even made a TV show outside the studio for the uh, student run TV station, which was a lot of fun. And even after college, I continued to make movies and eventually just like, all right, I will make a feature film. I will eventually do that. And years have gone by and I still haven't made it yet. Um, a lot of that has to do with like having enough money to be able to do that or even the right idea to be able to make a movie like, all right, this is the idea I want to like make my first feature film on and how I came up with the idea for where smiling Sarah, the, the movie that I've made a short film of, which you can see in the description below. This should be a YouTube link for it and where I am right now in the pursuing of making the feature film version of it is that. Just the idea of influencers and just like people who consider themselves content creators, which I find a very silly term, even though I have a resume out there for potential jobs as a content creator because it's a very buzzy word, uh, way to describe yourself as a person who assembles video and audio together these days. And how a lot of them seem very superficial and it's obviously it's an act. It's it's that they're playing to an audience and people think like, oh, that's just how they really are. And Combining that idea of like that my feelings towards influencers and like people who are chasing clout with my love for slasher movies and Italian Jalo movies, especially the ones made by Mario Bava, Dario Argento, and Lucio Fulci, that's where the idea came from. Like the idea of a influencer, a content creator disappears and her family has to go looking for them. And just like how do how are we gonna be able to find them? What what will they have to do in order to find them? And will they have to confront their feelings of towards influencers and content creators? Because that's the kind of the genesis of the main character of Kim, who is the twin sister of Smiling Sarah herself, and has a huge chip on her shoulder and a lot of resentment towards her sister. A lot of it has to do, I think, deep-seated jealousy because of her sister, like because of Sarah's success and Kim's kind of like lack of success as a photographer. And he, like, I was kind of like, I remember something that Mick Garris said on his podcast that like horror movies still have to be dramas. Like, if you can take the scares out and the drama still works, that's how you know you have a good movie on your hands. And so that's why I was like, all right, I need to make this movie have a human drama that works, not just like. Oh, you're waiting for somebody to get killed. Because I think all audience members who are knowledgeable of horror movies have seen horror movies that are just like they're checking their watch to see how long it is until 
the person dies. How long until the creative kill comes up and everybody goes, ooh, that was extreme. I want to be able to make a movie that like, all right, no, you actually care about these people and you don't want the, the bad things to happen to them. It's going to happen because that's the rules of a horror movie. You need to satisfy the kills on even a more primal level. And so that's what needs to happen for it. And how I was able to kind of get the ball rolling on the feature film was I wrote a feature film. I, I, wrote, I wrote the script for it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to continue making a few short movies and then start working on the feature film. And my friend uh, Michael Balif, who's been on the show, when, when I was talking about when his movies, uh, They Live Inside Us in the Wishing Season, like you can check back in the feed uh, for anything goes. You can check out my conversations with him. I was talking to him in chat and he even said like kind of flat out like I think you really need to pursue this and give it your all and it was kind of like the kind of the kick in the butt I needed and so I made a short film version of that which pretty much condenses the first act of the feature film into about 10 minutes and with his help as well as former guest in the show Christopher Schrader who podcast and a filmmaker in his own right we kind of bounced ideas off like the structure of it and how it should be laid out. And once they, they both seemed like, okay, I think this is actually, you got really got something good here. I'm like, okay, that's what I'll do. And with the help of some real close friends, like my girlfriend, uh, Jess and Amanda Dupi, Dupi, uh, uh, who helped out so much with, the uh, getting the rest of the cast members together and all, the casting group who came together over the course of months to get this thing done. It took longer than uh, than expected for me to finish the short because one, uh, my computer, my former computer died in the middle of editing it. So I had to rebuild the entire edit from the beginning on my current computer here, which took some time and just getting everything together. And because I was like, I need to put my best foot forward. And not saying I'm a perfectionist or anything, I was like, all right, no, I want to take this as serious as possible because this is like a calling card and to help generate interest in both the movie itself and the feature film. Like if I was going to go out to investors, like, all right, this is the proof of concept here. Would you be willing to invest? If I'm asking somebody to invest something that I'm making, I want to have the best piece of media available for them and that they would be like, okay, no, this seems like legit. I need to... I want to be involved with this. And so that's why it took so long. And the response to it has been very positive. Everybody who's shown it, like, like there's a few like things like, oh, you got to tweak this and there. And I'm like, yeah, that's definitely right. Because all I see is the flaws in it. And I'm like, oh, I wish I did this better. Or I wish I'd done this a little differently. Because I, if you're a creator and you don't see the flaws in it and you think everything is perfect the way it is, I'm not sure if you're, I, I want to say like, a hack or anything but I, I don't want to be that harsh or judgmental but i think there's a level of self-criticism i think is required to keep yourself in check and uh, not to the point that you become inert and you're unable to move forward but enough to like okay no let's keep trying our best keep going forward and then then like our best you you just i'm reminded of the line from michael bay's the rock that sean connery says to nicholas cage your best losers always complain about their best whine about their best excuse me winners go home and fuck the prom queen and that is true so always just like you give it your all there we go uh, if, that, if you want a different phrase about it 
And so, yeah, and it's gone on to a few film festivals at the moment, uh, won two awards, which I'm really over the moon that people actually really dig this. And several more film festivals are, uh, I'm waiting to hear about the response for, so fingers crossed on that. And at the time of this recording, uh, location scouting has begun as well as casting and also paring down things like, okay, the, the script's a little too big at certain points and some characters like, all right, we can combine them or lose them all together. And so to make it more manageable for scheduling and just getting all the, the right actors for the roles and in the hopes to start filming by this November and it, it's believed to be like at the current moment, it will be a holiday movie. So it'll be set around the holidays. So it'll be filmed throughout the holidays and into the early winter and hopes for it to be released the following holiday season. So everybody can get a, a new holiday horror movie, new Christmas or Hanukkah horror movie for you. So that's where it is right now. I know it's not a lot. But it will be filmed in New York City and out here on Long Island. And most of it like the, will be out here on the island, but the first act taking place in the city. And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I am both terrified and excited for this because it's a project that I am looking forward to. But my live stream was to make feature-length movies, and now it's here, and it's going to happen. And so I'm both like, wow, I can't believe I get to do it. Oh my god, this is really, really important like your younger self really is looking through the future like don't screw this up as well as like my future going forward like I hope I don't screw this up and screw up my career or anything like that so yeah I'm both terrified and excited in equal measure so yeah that's just a little update for the Smiling Sarah sessions there'll be more coming forward uh going forward excuse me and I won't be the only person on here. I'll have cast and crew on here to talk about their experiences, both on the short and the eventual feature-length version. And the future, like, after it's done, what do I do with it and what my plans are for it? So stick uh, stick with us. I hope for people who have already been subscribed to this show, hopefully you've not deleted your feed and missed this episode. And to new people who are just discovering it, I hope you enjoy this. I hope you enjoy this little update. And yeah, follow me on social media, both on Twitter and Instagram. You can find that in uh, at this is Tim Rooney, and the movie's uh, social media, uh, Smiling Sarah Film or Where's Smiling Sarah. Links to that will be in the description below, so you can click on that and find it and follow me there, as well as my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Through the Lens Productions, where the short film is at. Uh, watch it, subscribe, and uh, click the little notification bell so you never miss any update from me. And yeah, thank you for everybody for listening and I will be speaking to you soon.